Hi, and welcome to the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp, and one of the founders of Einblick Consulting. Our goal is to share inspirational stories, tips, and insights from B2B marketers, digital entrepreneurs, and industry experts that will help you to think differently, succeed, and scale your business. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp, and today I am thrilled to have Michael Meyer good friend of mine and a fellow colleague in the B2B marketing industry, join us from one of the most picturesque locations in Europe, Lake Constance in southern Germany. Michael, grüß Gott Bodensee und herzlich willkommen. Welcome to the show. Th thank you, Christian. It's a great pleasure to be on your podcast. Uh, and I'm looking out of my conference room window and see mm -hmm. the lake in front of me. So I think your description is quite right. Uh, yes. And I'm happy to be here. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And so why don't we just get started and, uh, you know, tell us and, uh, you know, the listeners a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, what you do. I'm, I'm Michael Meyer. I'm managing director and owner of Schindler Parent, a 41-year-old B2B agency in the south of Germany. And if I say in the south of Germany, we, we are really in mm -hmm. the south-south of Germany. I can see Austria and Switzerland from where I'm sitting here at the moment. Yes. But we <laughs> work nationally and uh, basically globally as well for a lot of mm -hmm. our customers. And then yeah. on the side, I'm president of the E3 network, have been that for nearly 10 years now. And I'm associate professor uh, both in Germany and in Switzerland teaching digital marketing. And uh, apart from that, I'm, I'm married, three children, mm -hmm. two of them still in university. One is just out. So, yeah, it's an interesting phase in my life. <laughs> That's quite the list of credentials, Michael. Um, and it's really, re really interesting. Um, tell me, what, what are you currently working on that you're uh, very passionate about? And I, I, I'm basically referring to, you know, the projects because, you know, you are clearly a very passionate person. But what's something you, that you've been working on lately that's been, you know, very motivating? Uh, we've just released uh, a new website for our customer, Vorwerk Carpeting. They, they mm -hmm. are one of the leading carpet manufacturers in Germany, and uh, they belong to the Vorwerk Group. You might know mm -hmm. Thermomix and some other products that, that yes. they sell worldwide. And we've yes. just built a new website for them, which is based on the principles of lead generation. We call it a lead generation mm -hmm. engine. And uh, we have included a lot of interesting, you know, little gimmicks for architects, interior designers, and so on. So you can easily compare different carpet patterns. You can, you have a configurator for carpet tiles, which are, you know, not the square ones that people used to know, but now you can get them in a lot of different shapes and you can build really, really interesting patterns out of these. So you can do all oh. that online and you can put it into a sample room and you can check yourself uh, what it will look like if you use that. And uh, mm. this is a tool that is very popular with you know people renovating or building new hotels or big open plan uh, offices and things like that so it's uh, very much into the commercial world of carpet here that's um that's an incredibly interesting project and i think you you mentioned um thermomix earlier um you know in that case we we actually have one of those appliances in our own kitchen <laughs> <laughs> very good very interesting. I, i'm happy to tell my customer about that <laughs> <laughs> okay, Michael, um, you know, 
we're going to do a deep dive into uh, B2B marketing today. Yeah. So not just about what B2B marketing is like during this pandemic, but also what like, uh, you know, the, the trends are looking like, you know, for the future and, you know, moving forward um, past the current crisis. But before that, let's uh, let's go back and talk about your company. So, you know, as you've uh, as of you uh, as you've said a couple of minutes ago, um, you know, your company has been in business since its inception uh, in 1979. Um it was a goal of yours back then, and it continues to be one uh, now uh, moving forward. Um, so it's a, it's the goal of like brand to people. Um, could you explain that a bit to us? Yeah, it, it, it used to be uh, many years ago, I, I must say, that B2B and B2C were two totally different worlds. You were using different channels. You were using... Uh, you know, exhibitions more in the B2B area than in the B2C area. You were doing a lot more, let's say, commercials and, and things like that in B2C. And all of that, in my opinion, has changed because whatever you sell these days, uh, you have to consider that in most cases, there will be at first a search. And, and mm -hmm. it will be with Google or Bing or one of the other big... Uh, uh, search engines here, yeah, China, Russia, you have different uh, search engines there, but still yes. everything starts these days with search. And we search mm -hmm. the same. If we are searching for something that we want to buy for ourselves, yeah, B2C, yeah. or if we want to buy something for a, a company. And the interesting thing is these days, this is not just office supplies for a company but uh, mm. a lot of investments uh, for machinery, for whatever you need, computers, uh, whatever, cars for your company, and so on. It all starts with an internet search. And the people doing that search are very often, um, say, the younger people in the team, we found. Mm. Yeah? And, and even purchasers or even uh, engineers working on uh, maybe a new electronic system like with one of my customers, we, we interviewed their developers there and, and we found that all mm. of them use search mm. to find suppliers. Yeah, And this, right. is, this is their most important step in finding a supplier these days. And mm -hmm. uh, so we thought, okay, wh why should we call our business B2B? It's actually, it's brand to people because whatever we mm. do these days, we have to get a brand across to somebody who is doing a search. Yeah? Mm. And, and the brand means emotions, it is trust, it is you know things like reliability, quality. Uh, it could have something to do with, oh, I know somebody who has used this company before, so yeah, they're mm -hmm. probably a good supplier. And even purchasers these days, um, they're not just looking at price because they learned their lesson. If they buy in too cheaply, they will have problems later on uh, when the products or uh, whatever they have bought are actually being used. And uh, mm -hmm. so they are very much into, is this a good supplier? Is this a good brand that we are buying here? And McKinsey, uh, in, in a study they did, I think it was like three years ago, they actually mm -hmm. found that uh, even for purchases, price is only 27% of the buying decision. And brand mm -hmm. and quality of information, both together, are 27% as well. So they're equally mm -hmm. important to them as price. Yeah? And so right. we thought, okay, th this is exactly what we have always been thinking. 
Uh, and that is true of B2B and B2C consumers or industrial buyers. Oh, okay. That's uh, that's incredibly interesting. So if I'm understanding you correctly, um, it's also important for um, brands that are in the B2B um, sector to inject this uh, human element into their storytelling. So it's not just focusing solely on the the product assortments or the solutions that they can provide to their customers. It, it always has to be an, an emotional experience. And if I say no mm. emotional experience, people might be thinking, oh, that there is, you know, the, a person going there and and you have a mm-hmm. sunset behind it or whatever it's it's nothing like that because right. the the most important emotion in uh, in humans is actually trust it is something that we develop when we are very little children right after birth we develop trust mm-hmm. towards our mother and father and actually psychologists have found if if that is not happening because yes. you are growing up under you know stress conditions or whatever uh, mm-hmm. it it changes your personality yeah, and yes. and trust. So for us, is the most important uh, emotion that we want to get across. That this is a good company. This is a good product. It is you know it is reliable. It is worth its price. You know, c- considering what you are paying for, you are g- getting a lot of value out of it. And we are not so much focusing on uh, features. But mm. as you said, solutions is, is very important. Right. And solutions is not just something that my customers claim as a solution, but it is what their customer makes out of their product. Yeah, it, yes. and, and that can be something totally different from what the, the company selling thinks mm. uh, the reason of that sale to be. Yeah? And, and so we, we put a lot right. of analysis in finding out what are the, the true reasons of um, mm. purchasers, of product managers, of production uh, managers in a company when they decide to buy a specific product from a sp- specific company? And, exactly. and if we find, you know, if we do that, and, and we do a lot of uh, interviews for that, uh, we very often find very surprising reasons why something mm. is bought. It is something that in many cases, not even the salespeople in the in that company would know about. What are the true wow. reasons why their products are being bought? Right. That's incredibly interesting. Um, you, you know, Michael, so, you know, like every agency and organization, you know, you probably started off 2020 with a plan on, you know, to expand and grow your business. And now COVID has happened. So, Talk to us a little bit about what has changed in terms of what your current focus and priorities are for the agency. Our our first uh, task was when Corona became really big here in Germany was naturally, you Mm -hmm. know, how how can we keep our business running and protecting our people uh, as well? And Mm. for us, it, it, it was easy in a way because we all work okay. digitally anyway and we have a good infrastructure here in the agency and and mm-hmm. uh, people from our agency have always been traveling and as i said before we are working not just here in the south of germany but all over germany and and uh, internationally and even globally so we used mm-hmm. to travel a lot before <laughs> in those yes. times when people were still traveling and oh, we will travel again. It just, yeah, it yeah, take yeah. Some time. but let's see if international <laughs> travel will be up to the levels we had last year. I, I, I wonder yes. it will take a few years. But uh, mm. so we, we have the infrastructure. We are using a couple of very nice collaboration tools uh, in the agency. 
And uh, after half a day, after I sent everybody home, we were mm. up and working again. We, we set up work groups and regular video conferences, exchanging files and so on, teams working mm. on uh, tasks together. And uh, I must actually say it, it is quite amazing because mm. efficiency is up. Yeah. Yes. It, oh, it, really? Yeah. 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 So, so d these days, if I if I look at uh, the figures that I get, we're using uh, things like Resource Guru for booking time mm -hmm. with everybody, so you can see and you know at a quick glance who has still time, which team is mm -hmm. already overbooked, and and so yes. on. And uh, I see that we're actually uh, working more efficient in the way that. Uh, Maybe th there is less, uh, yeah, friction, yeah, and mm. and uh, and mm. a colleague or somebody you could ask a question is only the push of a button away all yes. the time, which which uh, right. makes it very easy to, you know, to find a solution for something, uh, and it has made it a, a little bit more agile in our work pro pro uh, processes, and. Mm. I'd, I really wonder, you know, at the moment, as you know, Corona is, is not as bad here in Germany anymore as it as it was in the beginning. So mm -hmm. about one third of the people is back because some people, they, they didn't like home office. They wanted to get back. And uh, as the bureaucracy in Germany still needs some paper forms to be filled out sometimes, uh, yes. the, my accountant had to be in uh, as well most mm -hmm. of the time. But we were only three or four people here. But now about mm -hmm. a third of the people is back. And mm -hmm. uh, the others, they are still working from home, maybe coming in one day or two days to you know, just check or have a meeting with some colleagues. And then they go back to the home office. And we have now decided that at the earliest, earliest in September, we will start mm -hmm. on two days a week to have everybody back in the office. Unless the corona mm -hmm. situation changes, then we will be very flexible again. But the rest, mm -hmm. it will be up to, to people. If they want to work from home or if they rather want to work in the agency or if they work in the agency today and maybe at the home office uh, the next two days or whatever. And mm -hmm. the same applies to a lot of people I know in uh, other companies as well. Yes, and Germany used to be very conservative when it came to, hmm. you know, not just home office, meaning five days a week working from home, but mm -hmm. uh, th this type of flexible working, where you are in the office sometimes, where you are out of the office sometimes, and where yes. you're working from home sometimes. And mm -hmm. I don't think that we will go back in the near future to five days a week at the agency. Right. No? Right. Probably not. Probably, Probably not. not. And yeah. what else has changed? We, we see that, you know, sales and digital are, are up. We are building more websites mm -hmm. than, than ever and supporting yeah. a lot of our customers with digital sales tools. And that trend will continue because their sales people are in the home office as well. Or maybe they are back in yes. the company, but they can't really go out and visit customers at the moment. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned that. And it was almost inevitable that, you know, um, the shift to digitalization. So it doesn't come as a big surprise that you're, you know, you and your team are probably very busy now uh, with building websites and digital platforms and what have you, because that's an inevitable part of this uh, evolution, which I think, um, you know, the pandemic has um, 
help to accelerate the, the speed at which um, you know um, companies are, are are making that switch to digitalization. But that was more or less in the works, at least from the trends that we've seen last year. Hey, it's Christian Klepp here. We'll get back to the episode in a second. But first, is your brand struggling to cut through the noise? Are you trying to find more effective ways to reach your target audience and boost sales? Are you trying to pivot your business? If so, book a call with Einblick Consulting. Our experienced consultants will work with you to help your B2B business to succeed and scale. Go to www.einblick.co for more information. Great. Um, so, you, you know, your agency has clients, um, you know, across different uh, B2B industries, and you've talked about that, um, you know, uh, um, a, a little bit um, earlier on in the conversation. And, you know, you're actively collaborating with them uh, to deliver solutions, you know, for complex business challenges. So, you know, during this pandemic and also moving forward, you know, can you talk to us about what type of advice you've been giving clients, you know, who have um, suddenly um, had their marketing budgets either reduced or taken away from them? And now that, you know, they, they find themselves working with um, limited resources. In, in B2B, over the last couple of years, I could already see a trend that marketing has less resources and that sales had been becoming, you know, even more powerful in the companies and sales had bigger mm. resources. And COVID yes. has now, you know, sped up this process. Digital transformation mm. in, in sales now has to happen. Companies are forced mm. to, to do that. B2B yeah. has always been a little bit more conservative in, in that respect. But now, mm. in my opinion, sales will never be the same again. And right. companies that are not adopting now, and, and that is very firm advice I'm giving to a lot of my, mm. all, all of my clients, basically, uh, if mm. you don't adopt now, you will have a problem in a year or two because other people will be faster and better at doing that. And, you know, if you have less personal meetings, if you have less, you know, cold calls, if you have less of, you know, trade fairs where you are yes. meeting cust potential customers that you didn't know about at all because they, mm. shun they suddenly drop in on, on your mm. uh, um, exhibition there uh, and so on, you, you need to do sales in a different way. And yes. we have been working with, with Showpad now for a while. We are a Showpad partner, and, and that, for example, mm -hmm. is a very exciting tool uh, when you really want to transform your normal sales pitch into something that you can easily do online as well as at the customer if that ever happens. So you would mm -hmm. prepare your, your your presentation in Showpad. You could, uh, you know, pull in resources from uh, in different formats, from, from different yes. people and so on. You can change. It's, it's not a presentation anymore. It's a conversation. And so right. that, that is really well suited to this new mm -hmm. type of sales. And mm -hmm. what we are now doing is that we create different experiences, more exciting experiences for our customers. And mm. uh, we do that because we have some digital know-how, but it's mostly yes. because we are very creative in using what we have in digital tools. So we try mm -hmm. not to just find the solution in the tool, but we try mm -hmm. to find the solution with the tool. Yeah, The mm -hmm. tool itself is, is not the solution. So if, if you right. know what you want to do if you know about the psychology of the sales process if you know about uh, 
the, the, the buying center at customers, if you know what type of person is involved, if you know that mm -hmm. the financial person is looking for different information, there may be a technical person and so on. Now with, with more digital coming into that, you can easily fine tune it towards these different people. Yeah, and mm. uh, th this is probably the the biggest step forward, or it is something that uh, I have been trying to uh, co convince my customers to start using. But yes. you know, the last couple of years, uh, Germany was an, an export engine, and sales mm. were up in most industrial companies. And they have had been going up for no, more than 10 years. This has mm -hmm. been the, the longest time ever in, in the history since the Second World War that uh, mm -hmm. business had been going up here in Germany. And now, mm -hmm. suddenly, the situation is different. It, there were yeah. early warnings, you know, automotive, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the switch from um, the old type of car to maybe a new type of mobility, maybe with electric mm -hmm. engines, maybe with hydrogen, whatever, yeah. maybe less individual mobility. Uh, these changes were all coming up anyway. Climate change mm -hmm. came up very mm -hmm. big. And on top of that, uh, all the machine tool industry, they were already beginning to suffer because of the trade wars between China and the US and Europe and so on. So export wasn't yes like it, it had been before. And now on mm -hmm. top of that, Corona, and, and that has mm -hmm. created a lot of pressure on companies. And so quite a few of them are now looking for solutions, how to transform their traditional sales process into something that is more suited to not just the Corona situation, but to conduct global business with a smaller budget. Mm. Yeah? Indeed, indeed. So it's a question also of being agile. And I think you've brought up so many um, very insightful and interesting points. And, uh, you know, uh, some of them being, of course, like embracing digitalization. Um, the other one is, you know, for customers and, and organizations to be, um, you know, to adapt um, to changing market conditions. And the third one is that, uh, to your point, uh, now is not the time to procrastinate because what's that famous German expression? Exactly. Die Konkurrenz schläft nicht. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, the, you, comp the competition doesn't sleep. Ex no? ex exactly, exactly. You always have to be a little bit paranoid about somebody thinking faster, working faster, coming up yes. with something faster than you are. And, and successful people tend to have a little of that paranoia in them. Yeah? Yes, yeah. I, I, I think it calls for a, um, a healthy and balanced paranoia. <laughs> yeah, 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 you just need that. You always have to think about the next step. What happens yeah. if somebody comes up with the solution for this? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Michael, we've known each other for many years, and you know, I not only do I consider you a good friend, but I also see you as a successful. Um, B2B marketer and agency boss. So I thought that this next question would be a bit interesting because it's most likely going to bring out the uh, the strategist in you. All right, so here <laughs> we go. <laughs> We're currently going through, and you know, this is probably an understatement, but we're probably, we're, we're experiencing an exceptionally, uh, you know, going through an exceptionally challenging period right now. Um, you know, these are unprecedented times um, in countries across the globe they've either been praised or criticized for the way that they've handled the current pandemic. But it's, you know, 
Uh, Germany is uh, one such country um, that has been somewhat of a role model for the rest of the world, or, you know, as we say in German, vorbildlich. So with regards to the way that it proactively addressed the crisis, um, according to German government statistics, the curve in in your country has flattened, and now um, Germany has slowly and cautiously reopened its economy. So here's the question. So based on what you've seen and observed in the past couple of months, what lessons do you think um, you know the listeners can learn from the way that the German government has managed the crisis, and how can this be applied to B two B marketing? As you as you know, Christian uh, mm-hmm. Angela Merkel, she has a science background and she has a PhD yes. in physics, so yes. she obviously understood immediately what viral meant, mm. uh, and and. Uh, I must say, uh, our politicians, the the parties, they pushed aside their usual quarrels and they Mm -hmm. actually worked together because Mm -hmm. they understood that there was something looming there, which day by day would be growing at an incredible scale, a logarithmic scale, and that Mm -hmm. if we don't act quickly, then uh, we won't be able to correct that later on and I, I must say unfortunately we see a couple of, of countries out there which didn't mm-hmm. really come to grips with that because they they never turned away from their political instinct yeah and and yes. uh, turned to what reasoning actually was telling them what the scientists were telling them what what people mm. who knew or who know a lot about that w- were telling them yeah, yes. and and some people uh, unfortunately don't seem to have understood that uh, yet, and they have created enormous suffering out there, and uh, I'm I'm very worried about what what will happen be- because uh, mm-hmm. Corona doesn't seem to be under control in in many countries. You know, close to mm-hmm. you, uh, there's one in Asia. There are mm-hmm. a couple of uh, countries, and even here in Europe, or even a country like Israel now, we probably have to have a second lockdown because yes. they, they open up too early. And mm. we, we have had some incidents here in Germany, some hot hotspots. We had some German tourists, unfortunately, living the easy life in Mallorca, partying there and so on. But everybody is acting very swiftly now to, to stop mm-hmm. this immediately and to follow up on it. And that's the only way mm-hmm. out. And and mm-hmm. how can this be applied to B2B marketing, you said? Mm-hmm. Um, in this situation, or for, for quite a few years, I've been seeing that marketing and sales in some countries, uh, in some mm-hmm. companies and in some countries, uh, they were not really working together. Yeah, right. And I think in this situation, in, in the crisis that we find in, in many industrial segments these days, uh, mm-hmm. they should work together. And in my opinion, mm-hmm. they, they have to work together because digital transformation right. will make them even closer in what they yes. are doing. And uh, they, if they unite their forces and... Mm if they actually manage to become more agile like we have to do here in our company and mm-hmm. if they are starting to use more and different channels than they used before and if they concentrate rather on pull than push you know search come mm-hmm. first um, and if you look at search at the core of every activity that, that you're doing then you have learned your lesson because yeah. th- this is th- this is the same as as in politics or in in 
you know, uh, in science these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be very quick. You have to test. You have to try. Uh, you have to do A, B, and then you decide to do B. You have to be maybe a little bit more experiment- experimental in what mm-hmm. you're doing. And you have to yes. move away from, you know, long-term planning. And, mm. and you have to drive with a little bit of fog around. So yeah. maybe you have to lower your speed a little bit in the driving process, mm-hmm. but you have to mm-hmm. speed up your thinking at the same Excellent time. Excellent analogy. Excellent. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Try my very best here to entertain yes. your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you brought up some extremely um, important points. And I think, you know... Um, to your point about the um, the sales and marketing uh, people working together, I mean, uh, you know, that, that's something that's so true and so relevant, um, especially within large organizations where, you know, there's there's been a move to try to like break the silos and uh, you know, and then that's definitely something that they need to you know need to work on and improve moving forward. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, great. Um, so how do you think, um, you know, we've, 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 we've talked about, we've touched on this topic a little bit uh, in the past couple of minutes, but how do you think the uh, pandemic will urge uh, B2B marketers to prepare for the future and uh, reboot for growth, if, I'm, if I may use that term, for, um, you know, what everybody's calling the new normal or the, or the next normal? Yeah, the, the, the new normal will mean the, the new sales process. And, mm. uh, you know, Google is an interesting company, and uh, mm-hmm. I I see that they do a lot of very deep research into de- data analysis and so on. Mm-hmm. And, and Think with Google is a brilliant resource uh, if you want to tap into what they have been looking at. And there's always mm-hmm. a certain bias towards using Google in, in that respect, mm-hmm. but some things they have come up with in the, in the last two years. Um, yes. have shown me, let's say, a path to where my customers should go to. And mm-hmm. uh, they have come up with an analysis saying that in B2B, customers tend to have completed about 60 to 70% of the customer journey before mm-hmm. a potential supplier becomes aware of them. Yeah? Oh. And, and uh, that means that during that research phase during that analysis phase these potential customers they have been building up a short list of suppliers Mm -hmm. and if you are not on that short list Mm -hmm. you will never know because you won't be contacted by them yeah and if you still have a website if you still uh, don't see what is happening on your website on on a day-to-day mm. basis if you don't see increases in search and if you see decreases mm. in church and if you're not reacting to that um, then you are not doing a good job as a marketeer these days yeah right so and and the frightening thing is if you don't see this if you just continue mm. it will get less and less and less what ends up on your website in terms of information requests yeah, mm. And the, no, the new normal for me, it, it will be that we have to make every step, step trackable and measurable, not, not in the way that, that we try to get you know uh, our uh, potential customers to give us all their uh, secret data or whatever. But we right. want to see wh- what is relevant content for them. We want to measure that. Mm. We want to work with lead generation tools. We want to work with marketing automation. But mm. 
this is only tools again and you need creativity yes. as well you you have and to this. have a psychological profile of the potential buyer you have to see and feel how do they react yeah to to certain things mm. is this relevant mm. content to them or is something else relevant content to them why are they leaving here why are they reacting to this why do they react to this call to action why are they not reacting to that call to action so it it, it mm. takes a lot of thinking and uh, all these tools that are being praised as being solutions uh, and a lot of people fall for that um, yeah. i can only say a tool is only good in the hands of a craftsman or even an artist because then so they, they they will show their full potential and yes. uh, very often it is better to think first and then maybe to use a specific tool than trying to tinker about with a tool and trying to find a solution for why are sales not working the way they used to by that tool it will not work mm. yeah you will not maybe you you will get some efficiency increase maybe you know you, you will get a few more sales and so on but you will not release the full potential of that and i find that an ex extremely interesting process i must say it, it it takes a lot of interviews analysis data analysis it takes a lot of comparisons uh, yes. and so on and you, even trial and error in some cases mm. experimentation actually mm. uh, but digital marketing is, is developing so fast that there are no you know trodden paths that you can just follow and everything you know will get better again Yeah, and and yeah. a couple of years ago, Google Ads was the big craze, but now everybody found that Google Ads is rather like heroin. Once you are fixed <laughs> on that, it's very difficult to get away from it because it's not helping yes. you in the long term. It's only a short term mm. uh, right. solution. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, these are incredible insights. Um, so, M Michael, any any other thoughts or advice uh, that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, it, it, it's. Basically, it's a summary of what I've been been saying. Be quick, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah? Be quick in, yeah. in adapting and changing. And and mm. um, as always, a crisis uh, can be a push for innovation and for change as mm. well. And change is nothing bad. Change is good. Change has to yeah. happen. And digital transformation, it is happening now and here. And B2B has been slow to recognize mm. this. Uh, yeah. especially you know in, in, in the typical let's say medium-sized industrial company yeah yeah and and uh, i know that a lot of marketeers out there they they are overwhelmed by all these offers they get all the different channels that they see all the different people that are talking about what to use and what not to use and why should mm. we have a facebook page for our company does it really help us or why should we go mm. on instagram even or things like that yeah mm -hmm. and this has to be analyzed and this has to be taken apart and th this is something where we work very closely together with our uh, customers uh, and and nobody has let's say, an instant solution for that. Because every mm. time it is something very individual that uh, you have to build because every business, every company is different. yeah, And there right. cannot be an out-of-the-box uh, solution for that. And now is mm. the time to, to rethink, to restructure and to reshape what you have and to create 
your individual new marketing and sales approach, something that will work for you because the, the time for me too marketing, yes, we are mm. good at this, we are good at that, uh, is, is over. Today you have to tell very quickly why you are different, what you're doing different, right. and why this is good for a potential customer. Yeah. Yes. Why should I buy this instead of that? And and mm -hmm. not okay. We can do these ninety nine other things as well. No, not interested. Give me one, right. two, three reasons why, and then uh, I think you're already ahead of some of your competitors. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Michael, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. Um, this has been a great session. So, what's the best way for people out there to connect with you? Uh, just check out my, my company, schindlerparent.de, mm -hmm. or uh, just send an email to michael.meier, M-E-I-E-R, at schindlerparent.de, and I'd be happy to uh, start discussing, sharing a few thoughts or, you know, continuing with what we have been talking about today, Christian. Amazing. Uh, Michael, this has been such an excellent and, dare I say, intellectually stimulating conversation. So thank you so much for, for, for you know, taking the time to come on the show. Um, it has been a great pleasure, Christian. And uh, we have, in the past, we have been doing quite a few things uh, together and we will continue yeah. to do this together. And if, if anybody is in doubt how to spell Schindler Parent, they can come back to you. You know how uh, to get in contact with me as well. Thank you so much for your time. Um, take care, be safe, and talk to you soon. And take care and stay healthy as well. And uh, the same to everybody who has been li listening. And uh, I hope you will all have a great summer. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. To learn more about what we do here at Einblick, please visit our website at www.einblick.co. And be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player.